0: I'm author Mark Muncy.
1: And I'm author Erica Lance.
0: And this is Eerie Travels. Oh, greetings, travelers.
1: Yes, welcome, travelers. I was wondering if you were going to say it. I was a little nervous. Uh, no,
0: no, like- no. Yeah, I know. it's <laughs> it always can't. I'm so <laughs> entranced by Destiny's music. That it it, you know it it always does it it lulls me into that false sense of security every time so it's just oh my goodness uh, well
1: well I'm glad you more yes wow I'm glad it doesn't help that
0: that that's my ringtone now so I sit there and go is my phone ringing oh no wait it's (laughs) oh my goodness
1: okay so we have we have a fun episode today we have fun for a number of reasons on this episode yes. but I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a a breaking news story to start. So we have news. We have news. Oh. Okay. Now that I've had my we have news. So this is from Coast to Coast AM, one of our favorites. Hey. Right.
0: Yes. I, but, I I will be on that again. Apparently in August. So oh. you know, I just got confirmed. So
1: very very cool. That's awesome. So. The Loch Ness monster has been photographed off the coast of England. And just recently, apparently seen 600 miles from its home and um, mysterious sea creature, several feet long. They actually have a picture of this that was posted. So it's by a woman in England. It emerged from the water off the country's coast and it has an uncanny resemblance to the Loch Ness. So they are the, what they're calling the famed cryptid apparently could be on the move supposedly Mm. or it could have moved anyway
0: because (laughs) it's it also could be something completely different just has an uncanny resemblance to
1: yes but so the classic
0: version of nessie yes
1: yeah we'll put it in the show notes but apparently there's a picture you guys can determine for yourself what you think it is but it has an uncanny resemblance to our friend nessie
0: but you know that you know to be fair Somebody said they saw me in Bristol, UK the other day, and I haven't left US in many years. So uh, I don't know if that means I've moved to the UK and don't know it or it was, you know, whatever. It's just, I, I love that. Oh, this looks like the Loch Ness Monster. So it's got to be the Loch Ness Monster. Well, yeah,
1: but did somebody get a picture of you in the UK?
0: Well, apparently I'm waiting to see. So, uh, you know, it's it's a blurry photograph you know I, I wasn't uh posing so you know it's you know it's it, you know i it could be a sasquatch for all i know it's just uh um
1: how often are you legitimately um mistaken for a sasquatch mark Uh
0: yeah you know, no no not very often not not since uh not since i shaved so oh, good good
1: good to know <laughs> okay and speaking of friends we are really lucky on this episode oh we, yes we have a guest we have a guest. We have a Nessie, Nessie um fan enthusiast. I All don't right. know what the right word. I'll let her choose the right word. But it is the author, Danielle Orsino. Welcome, Danielle.
2: Thank you guys. I'm so excited. I think fan is a very good word. I fan girl out over Nessie. That's, that's okay.
0: It. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Some cryptozoological enthusiasm is definitely yes. welcome here. So
2: Exactly.
1: So um, let us start though Danielle. do you want to tell everybody who Nessie is if for some
2: weird reason they don't know? Oh Nessie's just my spirit animal, but I don't think that's like the, the official uh, description but in in my heart, Nessie's my spirit animal. And that's what I'd <laughs> like everybody to know about Nessie. But uh, you know I, once again, I don't think we can say that with uh, certainty. Nessie is the uh, infamous yet famous and lovable creature slash lake monster that inhibits Loch Ness and has inhibited for hundreds of years since uh, a story that you're going to tell Erica that's very famous and technically the first documented uh you know eyewitness report and sighting of this beautiful spirit animal of mine
1: beautiful spirit animal yes 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 mark before I tell my little story do you
0: want to um going to say anything no no you know i'm i am uh this one you know like i said i am i am the u.s lake monster you know guy i am uh uh you know i i I leave katie elizabeth runs champ and i am like uh following in scott Marlowe's footsteps with the florida uh, you know, lake monsters and river monsters. So, uh, Nessie, while always been a fascinating thing to me, especially since the in search of days back in the 70s and all that. Oh, that so, uh, I am excited to hear from a true enthusiast what you know they've got because I focused on the local boys. Um, and I, I always defer to the experts on Nessie. So, I will let you experts do this one and then I will chime in. You know, as appropriate with uh, what I think, some 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 universal truths of these monsters.
1: Very cool, very cool. I like it. Okay, so I do want to preface with saying, by no stretch of the imagination, am I a Nessie expert. I am a Nessie fan, not as much as Danielle. I found some interesting information, which I thought. I had never heard of before about the Loch Ness monster. So, and I'm also going to Scotland uh, later this year. So I will see if I get eaten by them. But yeah, no. here we go. Apparently, in August, uh, apparently they have this to the date, but it was it was over 1,400 years ago. There was a saint named Saint Columba that had a story of a fateful day that he met the legendary Loch Ness monster. Right. Mm-hmm. So St. Columbia was an Irish abbot and missionary and scholar who um, was part of who spread Christianity in Scotland. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but that's who he was. (laughs) Um, uh, Basically, um, his actions ultimately made a problem because um, some of his uh, uh, motives were actually put in both Highlander and Braveheart films so you you can learn a little bit about him right but that's oh anyway so he's a diplomat he was all these things apparently he was also a poet he founded churches all these things but one of the things he's somewhat famous for was his encounter with um and this was documented in a a seventh century biographer book called the life of saint columba um And this is the first written account of the Loch Ness monster, right? And it says, Mm -hmm. while he was standing on the bank of the river Ness, which flows out of Loch Ness in northern Scotland, um, he was contemplating the best way to cross to the other side. As he considered the problem before him, he came across a group of hedonish picks. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you just come across them because they didn't share the for, same religion as for you. For those are. who
0: don't know what the picks are, they are the uh, the the warriors that famously painted their faces blue for battle uh, in uh, northern in in northern England, northern northern UK area, but uh, but but back when it was multiple countries. So,
1: well, and you know, again, reflected in Brave Braveheart, yeah, because that's that's one of the famous kind of scenes, right, and um so he runs across these pics, they were busy burying a friend that had been attacked by and i quote an enormous water beast while swimming in the river right Mm -hmm. so when he gets the gist of the story he laid his staff across the dead man's chest and miraculously the man stood up perfectly
0: fine miracle number one to become a saint
1: yeah so apparently he was good at resurrection right good job Or the guy's a zombie, one of the two. But anyway, um, so what he did is order one of his monks, Columba ordered one of his monks to swim across and bring back a small boat, which was known as a cobble that was on the opposite shore. Of course, because he's being ordered to without hesitation, stripped off his tunic, jumped into the water. The monster, alerted by the splashing of the monk, uh surfaced and raced towards the monk eager to bite him yeah, okay. so the monster roared a mighty roar darting towards the swimming monk and with mouth wide open um, as the monk was in the middle of the stream everyone in shore cried out hoping to warn the monk of his impending doom however columba was unmoved instead the saint stepped forward boldly to the edge of the lock and making a sign of the cross while invoking the name of the lord and spoke spoken to commanding boys, you will go no further. He demanded a monster. You do not touch the man, leave at once. Um, so even though the monster was no more than a spear's length away from the swimming monk, the sound of his words, it stopped immediately and fled the scene terrified. Right? Right. Um, the, it was described that the monster moved more quickly than if it had been pulled back on ropes
0: so the monster, I, I, I have to chime in i did hear the the latin that he said was not you know you know in the name of the, the, the actual quote from the biography because i've read this actual biography which is crazy is uh redre cum omni celeritate," which means go back with all speed so there's your quote so it's you shall not pass boom but i
1: i for, he had a staff <laughs> you shall not pass thank yeah. you very much
0: just I had to throw that in there my latin you know teaching had to pop in sorry no <laughs> i
1: appreciate because you know the only time i use them is for when um i uh invoke exorcism so it's cool it's cool yeah. okay um anyway so what happens is um the monk brings back the boat unharmed everybody including Nessie, was astonished the um you know so the funeral um weren't apparently the heathens at the funeral weren't impressed uh bringing their friend back to life they thought uh though they were impressed on how the monster obeyed the saint so um gl- the gave glory to the god of christians and the pic- apparently those picks converted right on the spot being baptized right in the river Ness. right um but apparently Basically, he made it so that the Nessie would no longer bite and eat humans. And that's why from this moment forward, um, Nessie has never attacked a human supposedly, right? Mm. But I'm just going to say um, he could apparently also make water from rock, calm storms at sea, talk to angels, subdued wild boars and serpents and um, provided fishermen with bountiful catches um he also multiplied herds of cattle
2: oh wow he was good at parties
1: yeah and exercised nope. demons without Those that are
2: definitely cattle. not easy
0: tricks yeah
1: so ireland the year 521 is when it all happened man so i hmm. um do not know how accurate that retelling of that particular story is but But apparently there was some sort of sea monster that, or river monster. Mm -hmm. So um, whether it was the Loch Ness monster, who knows, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, With that, though, uh, uh, Danielle, my my retelling, if everybody's still paying attention to what's happening um, with our St. Columba uh you have kind of an interesting perspective on what we think Nessie is and we should talk about that all three of us for a moment because there's a lot of speculation on what Mm -hmm. Nessie actually is right right yes There's speculation it's a dinosaur Mm -hmm. right a leftover what are they called what is that kind of a plesiosaur yeah yes um and then there some representations show it as just a serpent
2: without that body to it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. A large eel. Yeah. Large
0: or fish or something like that. And yeah.
2: coelacanth, uh, yep. catfish. Yeah. You've heard all different fish, aquatic things. Yeah. Uh, you know, we all know the DNA study that they did two years ago to try to find, uh, you know, what exactly was in there. But the eel uh, theory was then debunked. as a possibility because eels can't grow that long we've gone down to i've even heard turtles giant turtles and the neck just stretched out dolphins was another thing uh beavers actually and otters swimming in they were uh, attacked by vicious beavers vicious beavers is what does it uh now the plesiosaur thing everybody was like no there's no way until uh august 1st, 2022, in Morocco, uh, it was found that uh, a paper came out stating that, yes, in fact, in a freshwater, uh, near freshwater lake, they did find plesiosaur bones. So while it was always said that plesiosaurs could not live in freshwater, they did find fossils of plesiosaurs in, uh, in and near freshwater lakes. So that did change some of the theory. When everybody was like, "No, no, no! Plesiosaurs can't live in freshwater." They did find fossils of a plesiosaur of juveniles, uh, including femur bones, teeth, other things, and that paper was published uh, recently, like I said, about a year ago, stating that no, in fact, yeah, sorry, we were wrong about that. They actually yeah. can live. Do so, sorry. So that was one of the major whoopsies. So that was kind of cool to find out
1: no that is and it's really interesting how I many times they go this absolutely can't happen can just kidding okay just kidding we found it that it did happen yeah i mean i think there's so much we talk about this a lot on the show right mark where there's so yeah. many things that are unknown that when people violently put their foot down going i know this thing and then you're like uh no you know
2: yeah
0: well it's you know they, they talk about you know um you know, the ice ages there, you know, Loch Ness was frozen, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, during the recent ice ages completely. So how could this creature still be there? You know, if it, w- if it had been frozen, it was cold, bro- cold-blooded, you know, these things are cold-blooded, but now we're starting to realize, you know, maybe these dinosaurs weren't cold-blooded, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe even plesiosaurs weren't cold-blooded. They were an aquatic thing that wasn't cold-blooded, it was more amphibious. Uh, you yeah, know, so that's, You know, again, we're you know science changes. You know, it's it's one of those things. So.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. 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 So it's uh, anyway. So they now say that it can be. Now, um, I do want to. I'm gonna. I'm just throw out here. It's gonna get explicit for one moment here as I throw out my Mm -hmm. favorite theory (gasps) on what Loch Ness is. This is more for sea
0: monsters, not necessarily Nessie. So. I know what you're about to say.
1: Don't ruin this for me, Mark.
0: All right. This
1: is, I watched an entire documentary about this. I invested two hours of my time (laughs) into this theory. Okay. Time of
0: study. Yes.
1: Yes. This is a very, this is it. So um, I I did my trigger warning. Uh, You can skip forward 10 seconds if you don't want to hear something explicit. It's not um, hurtful, but uh, anyway, Uh, it's a whale dick. So. My um, so this theory that they have is this: is blue whales, um mate in threes. I don't think a lot of mm-hmm. people know that is they're not a coupling. There's three of them, two males and one female. Generally, is how mm-hmm. they mate. They're a, a sort of polyamorous relationship. Yeah, and like you know, like you do, but yeah. apparently, while um, one of the males is servicing the female and the other one is rusting, their their dick may be out. And when they mm-hmm. roll over on their back, which they tend to do, yep. this thing stands up. And I think people don't realize, like a whale dick is several feet yes. long and yes. it kind of flops over at the top. So um, yeah, uh, blue whale penis.
0: So, you know, a serpent head sticking out of the water. Yes, yes. Uh, but- could. you know blue whales not mm-hmm. common in loch ness and not common in a lot of landlocked lakes so
1: they that's true but apparently there's a way to get in and get out of
0: there you know loch ness they think there might be you know, with the river ness yeah. does have an opening to the sea so it is possible but it's just you know yeah. not not the likeliest of subjects. So, but Listen,
1: it is the most salacious of the options, though. Mark.
0: <laughs> it is the you bonus. have
1: to admit, it yes. is one of the most salacious of the options. And now, you know, for travelers out there, besides the fact that we're talking about Loch Ness, which you can travel to whenever you want to, I am just saying there's a chance to um Google uh, blue whale penis at this moment as part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And you won't feel weird about it because you're doing research.
1: Yeah, it's research. Telling you, there's an entire Nessie documentary that talks about this. So yeah. anyway, okay, fine, fine. I'm moving on from that. Yeah. But you know what I think uh, I wanna do, even though it's a little early, I think we should take a break because Danielle has an amazing, based on this research that was found, what, how they think we're seeing Nessie. So okay. yeah, and we'll, we'll be right back with uh, Erie Travels.
0: eerie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch-black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goatman of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe What are those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan Spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman legacy, Mark Muncy and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncy, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more.
2: Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from Hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com.
1: preemptively saying we're back i know but
0: we are back back now
1: now we're back but mark got really excited because i said it and i didn't hit the
0: record and i was like all right all right well let's oh wait no now we're back
1: (laughs) okay so so we're going to turn the floor over to our amazing friend danielle who is going to tell us why that dinosaur fact earlier is important danielle
2: thank you so yes that obviously that the dinosaur fossil find as a little credence to this other possibility of why we're seeing Nesty. As many people are just like, no, there's no way there's a monster in there, because if it was a plesiosaur, uh, they'd be coming up for air. And we'd be seeing them popping up everywhere, or there'd be bones, there'd be some kind of physical evidence. But the other side of this is that Loch Ness and the mountains surrounding it, because as Mark said, it was kind of carved out yeah. during um, the major ice ages and things like that is that there's a tremendous amount of quartz, actually the highest amount of quartz concentration is in the mountains of Loch Ness. Quartz is a generator. It's from a crystal standpoint, it's a generator for intention, motivation, all that kind of stuff. I know I'm getting metaphysical on it, but there's a point to it. Yeah. So uh, USC actually did studies on quartz and there's you know a physics background to it. But the idea is what we might be seeing is actually think of it as a reflection to the past. So almost wormhole kind of idea. But these sightings of Nessie may actually be plesiosaurs that did inhabit the lock at one point. So we're seeing a reflection of the past. That's why there's no physical evidence. So the quartz is acting as a wormhole of sorts. And this idea that what we are seeing or what eyewitnesses are seeing is reflections of what inhabited the lock millions of years ago. And that's why at the end, there's nothing left. So we're not seeing carcasses washing up or bones or anything like that. So that's another theory that has taken some credence and, you know, taken root. It has uh, Giorgio from Ancient Aliens did do an episode on it where he went to USC. They actually did speak to a physicist about the quartz generation a generator and this idea about the concentration of quartz in the mountains surrounding Loch Ness and uh he said it is completely plausible and maybe one of the more plausible theories rather than this uh colony of plesiosaurs inhabiting Loch Ness.
1: Wow yeah that's You know what's neat is, and sorry, Mark, is that we've talked a little bit on the show too about um, uh, multiverses, right? And there's some theories around a lot of these situations and I'm gonna tie that back and then Mark should jump in here, but is that um, our people who are seeing the Loch Ness, is it something from history? Is it something of a dimension slip or in another, alternate universe there are these creatures that are still there right but it would explain a lot because you know these people have seen them and they've seen them for years it's not like and there are photographic evidence very similar to Bigfoot and stuff like that it's not like you have stories of 10 people who've seen it no photographs no yeah. anything and it keeps being seen over and over again so I I, I mean it's incredibly possible and um, yeah, Mark, Mark,
0: yep. so, I mean, with Loch Ness, it all goes back to 1933 with the original, the doctor's photo, they call it, which was the guy who was driving down the road and takes the the famous shot, the silhouette shot we saw in the In Search of intro, you know, we saw all that. And, uh, and, and then a shortly, you know, a few days later, some reporter, I, I guess, including, I think it was the Daily Mail even back then. They hired a big game hunter, and Mm -hmm. who has probably the best name ever, Marmaduke Weatherwell Metherell Weatherell Marmaduke Weatherell, and he was sent to catch it. And while he didn't catch it, he did find footprints of the beast. So it is definitely amphibious flipper prints, you know. And so the 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 newspaper said Loch Ness monster of Loch Ness is not legend, but fact. Uh, which, you know, of course, drove all this in the 1930s, you know, and um, that's when it went crazy. And that's, you know, it, it, of course, in 1994, the photo is finally completely debunked. It is, you know, it is obviously a, a toy uh, in the water. You know, of course, it was, you know, some people still no no hampered enthusiasm and all that. Uh, they still love. We love Nessie. We love the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that embraces it. The whole lock is you know Nessie mania. You know if you go visit, it's a beautiful place to you know to visit. And I'm I'm looking forward to photos from you, Erica, when you're out there. So.
1: Oh no, um, I'm absolutely. I'm um, going there. Yeah. There will be beverages in my hand. That'll be a thing <laughs> that's happening because it's Scotland, and I'm going to do a bed and breakfast pub crawl.
0: There you go. <laughs> now, on the plus side, over here on this side of the pond, uh, over in the states, we you know we have quite a few uh, lake monsters ourselves. While not as famous as Nessie, some of them are pretty famous. Uh, our wonderful friend Katie Elizabeth, who runs the uh, International Dracontology Alliance, which is people who study water monsters, and uh, to which I am an honorary member, so I'm happy about that. Uh, but, uh, Katie, we're going to have on to discuss champ because that is her specialty. That is like the Lake Champlain monster, um, which is affectionately known as champ because we got to give them all names after Nessie, they all got names, right? They were, Mm -hmm. they were these crazy names before then, but, uh, that's what they become. Now champ is again, very looks very similar to Nessie. The photos of champ are hundred percent look like what you would expect a sea monster or a plesiosaur to look like. Um, and that whole area around Lake Champlain up there is, uh, you know, follows that quite extensively. Now, a little further South, uh, there's the Miami river monster, which is in the Mi- Miami river. And, uh, then the Coosa river monster, which is another, you know, kind of oarfish looking thing. Uh, that one, we're pretty sure is pretty much either a giant catfish or something from all the descriptions, but, uh, my favorite. Uh, is in georgia and it is known as alahatmaha and uh, that is because the the river is the alahatma river that it it swims up and down and this again described as a giant plesiosaur but it has a shell on its back a hard shell generally now that's not something most of the modern descriptions describe but some of the original native lore says it has a shell on its back which ties it to another creature i'll discuss in a second but Alahatmaha, uh, the creature of Alahatma, um, is also known as Alti now because you know we gotta we gotta rename everything to to be like Nessie. And if you go to Richmond, Georgia, they have a welcome center, and it's got a lot of the history of South Georgia, a lot of Civil War history, but it has a replica of Alti. And it is an amazing statue. It looks like something out of a natural history museum that you would you know expect to see. So you know when you're heading to the Alahatma River, you can go visit that. That'll be your eerie travel for today. Um, now in Florida, of course, we can't have nice things, so we you know, we rename the ones that comes down here. the from Alahatma, that river there is uh, we we it feeds into the St. John's River, which comes down here into Florida. And we have a creature there that looks very similar to Alti. It has the serpentine head. It's got the plesiosaur-like body. And it has the shell. Now, this thing almost sank a steamship in the 1800s. It was sighted by many people. But the remarkable thing about this creature is its color. It's not green. It's not gray. It's not, you know, different skinned. It is pink, the color of boiled shrimp. So uh it's maybe an albino it might fit your uh your whale penis uh theory that
1: definitely fits more of my whale penis theory. yeah um
0: and some people say it was an, oh it's an albino seal or an albino manatee uh that's what the shell is and that's what sank the steamboat uh but the nice thing about this one again of course florida we can't call it the beast of the saint john's river or the saint john's river monster or anything like that no we call him pinky uh and uh pinky the sea monster uh was seen all the way up until the 1980s when there was a large pink corpse washed up on the shore of Lake Majori and was reported in a paper but when they went the next day when the Smithsonian was sending a team down to figure out what this giant unnamed beast was it was just like a giant thing it disappeared overnight something had dragged it into the water so was that the corpse of pinky we don't know because that was the last time it was seen um but uh, it had stalks on its head like eye stalks uh it had horns uh but it did have that gray shell so that's the key so
1: of course nobody got a picture
0: of it right of course because it was late at night when it washed ashore and by the next morning when they all got there with newspapers and everything to take pictures when word had finally gotten around it was gone so.
1: Okay. So let's, since we have three absolute experts on the topic of these. Water- <laughs> 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 um, let What do we think this? what do we think this is? You know, Danielle, what do you think this is? Because being, seeing them all over the world, not just Loch Ness, I know it's been for a mm-hmm. long time, but
2: yeah. um, I do think, you know, I know in the Congo, there's been a uh, talk of, meant Mbende, yeah. which yeah. is the dinosaur that they, I think that one actually could be really something like not a reflection because I don't think the Congo has been explored enough. I think that might really be something uh, out there. Uh, Ogopogo and things like that, Champ, I think we might be seeing reflections. Same thing with uh, Loch Ness. As much as I want to believe that if I stood on the shore of Loch Ness, I think Nessie would pop up. Saddle on her back and be like, come on, Danielle, I've been waiting for you. I would love to believe that would happen. I I think we are seeing a reflection. I think the quartz concentration does have something to do with it. I think it is an interdimensional thing because there's been a lot of UFO sightings. There's been the pirate ghost ship that people say they see over Loch Ness. Uh, You know, weird occurrences seem to happen at Loch Ness. So I do think it's more of an interdimensional reflection there.
0: Mm. Mark, what about you? Uh, i like again like i like to call everything preternatural stuff we don't understand yet uh, i like to think of these things as possibly uh, uh quantum displaced creatures things mm-hmm. like dinosaur ghosts if you will but mm-hmm. things that are just that pop up because there's some sort of rift in time or something like that i was i was a big fan of the show um oh what was it called uh, primeval from england where it was uh, you yeah, know there were portals that opened and a team would to chase dinosaurs back through and stuff like that so that's i i like to think maybe it's it's either an echo of the past like because we always say you know why aren't why aren't there ghosts from other time periods well maybe we are seeing them and that's what these are or b it's let's just say some sort of quantum entanglement of some sort that's why the footprints disappear it's why the the other bodies disappear it's why these things don't leave you know uh, bones about but with all that said I also it could just be misidentified creatures and that's you know but is it a you know I you know the fan in me wants it to be some great beast that has been hiding all these years but uh uh sadly I do think this one's a bit more mundane
1: well and you know I I have my theories too I love the and I do believe more and more the idea that Um, whether it's universes dimensions whatever we want to call those that we're not we don't see everything we just don't like it's it's uh, and I think personally that there are some creatures because people keep discovering you know like back to our giant squid conversation where they swore up and down there was no giant squid but they found the damn giant squid so I think that there absolutely can be creatures or variations or older creatures like the size of catfish they're finding now. And I think some of those things like oarfish and some eels and things like that can come across like some of these creatures and maybe even snapping turtles and variations of that because they stick those necks out really, really long. You know, you have that. But I do agree that maybe we are seeing reflections of the past or reflections of another dimension or something like that. I just think there's probably a combination of things and they get them together but know, and we idea. talked
0: about the crosswick serpent we've talked about you know how these creatures are of of you know native american lore you know the 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 underwater panther the 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 great serpent you know we go back to leviathan we go back to my, my what of my what norway has selma you know Mm -hmm. that uh the their water creature Uh, you know of course we've got chessie we've got the bear lake monster we could go on and on with lake monsters Mm -hmm. and and river monsters and that's just it that's there is not all of these are going to be just oh it's just this it's you know it's it's just you know it's eel dna that was that sounded so scientific when that came out and everybody 100 oh eel dna it's it's all eels and then we learned very quickly no that couldn't be you know and that's and that's until there's money thrown at these things you know we're you know the morag uh, Bembe, Mr. mishapishu mm-hmm. these things are going to be you know these are these are questions and that's yeah. what they always will be
1: and i you know i would love an explanation but i hope they never um hunt them down kind of like the bigfoot you know we have people that mm-hmm. are on the warpath for them and i i hope that whatever this creature is it's uh or these creatures are that when we do find them it's in a peaceful way
0: one one of my favorite fictional versions was the the great role playing game bureau 13 uh in their world history one of their team had a vampire uh, attack uh, a time displaced plesiosaur and then and bit it the big neck and sent it back in time and then that vampire plesiosaur is the one that became loch ness monster and so it and the only reason it survived the dinosaur uh wipeout was because it was immortal as a vampire and that's why it hides and only comes out at night so
1: well if tragically that that, i would love that to be the reason that's kind of
0: badass (laughs) vampire plesiosaur there's your new theory hashtag there it is vampire nessie vampire Nessie.
1: i guess it's better than my original theory that i'm not going to cover again but just saying google it but um, we, I, I, I actually have some uh, news. from yes. Friends at Paranormality Magazine.
0: Oh yes, 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 and it's and it's from Scotland, right?
1: And it's yeah, it's from Scotland, but it has oh. nothing to do with Loch Ness. What? No. What? No. Nothing else happens in Scotland. There's nothing else there, right? Okay. Hey, first <laughs> of all, there's a lot of very attractive Scottish men.
0: Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a Clan Campbell, so yes, I, I know, I know.
1: Okay. so let's not underestimate you know outlander and stuff like that so but that's not at all what i'm talking about either thank you for distracting me mark Just saying, <laughs> i think danielle could be distracted very similarly by the scottish men
0: men in kilts there you go
1: men in kilts with blue stuff on their face i'm down for it. okay but that's not what this Back story to the story the
0: picks. Be. all right let's do it so
1: okay Paranormality Magazine. By the way, um, we love sharing these stories and they are a supporter of the podcast. So if you go there, you can do a monthly or yearly subscription. And if you use the code travelers, you will get a discount. Travels. Um, Travels. Travels. That's what I meant. Travels. I was just testing to see if you were paying attention. (laughs) Ah, yeah. You caught me. It's fine. You had me swooning over the Scottish men and kids. (laughs) What did you want? Okay. So Scotland, the Calvine, I think that's how you say it. Calvine UFO mystery has been solved. What? Yeah. And unfortunately, let me explain what the Calvine UFO mystery is. Um, So uh, there is a photograph on August 4th, 1990, two young chefs had been walking in the Kearney gorms national park i hope i said that near perth when they spotted a strange diamond shaped object in the sky nearby they actually hid behind some bushes. but they got a picture and saw a jet approaching this object right and so um it seemed to circle the ufo the jet and then um change course but but they took a photo and um you know, a few seconds later, the object flew upwards towards the heaven and was gone, right? Mm. Um, so, and they actually got a good picture of it, right? This diamond shaped craft, right? right? But now, uh, former BBC producer Simon Holland believes he may have found the answer. And unfortunately, it is an aliens.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. disappoint.
1: Do you want to guess what it is?
0: A uh, secret mm-hmm. military craft.
2: No. Um, Danielle. I don't know. It's, don't say a weather balloon.
1: It's not a weather balloon. No. Okay. It is apparently a um, classified. So maybe, maybe you're right, Mark, but I don't like giving that to you. you know how <laughs> I,
0: <mean. laughs> I wasn't um, on the nose. Okay.
1: Yeah. Classified radar busting defense system.
0: Hmm. Okay. Triangular so, shaped or diamond shaped?
1: Diamond shaped um oh. so of course the military doesn't like admitting this but um uh there's uh apparently a defense contractor um uh by owned by bae systems so bay systems i like that hey bay yeah. um and uh apparently what this basically does is it helps so that it knocks out enemy radar ah so they don't so know that
0: stealth you're coming. technology early self technology
1: Yeah, so 1990 radar busting craft scored by jets as it was being tested. Um, also to see if it knocked out the jets radar, so it knew. Ah,
0: I'd say that would be kind of scary, you know, testing. So,
1: yeah, but unfortunately, my friends, it is not. Ah, man,
0: -hmm. so but see, that's the kind of stuff you get with Paranormality Mag, they report the good and the bad. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. They're not just like some of these that just, oh, this is, this could be, and then, right. you know, but then they never post the follow-ups, but no, that's why we love these guys. So, yeah, and, you know, and definitely give them a, you know, go to the website, give them a, give them a late, a like and a follow and subscribe to their newsletter. And then if you want the real magazine, definitely subscribe because you get some really great stuff there. So some amazing Absolutely. interviews. They did a profile a couple months ago about this guy who wrote Erie, Florida, and all that. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you want that episode, you want that issue, you can get it in her back issue still. So,
1: okay, well, she's that okay. travels make it forward. all about you there, Mark. Well done, well done. See how he tied that back, Danielle. So it was all about him, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. very yeah. circular. Okay, but Danielle, for our fans out there, since Mark can stop talking about himself, <laughs> five minutes, it's okay, five I'm minutes. good. We got five minutes. Why don't you tell people, because um, you're an author, about what you write and stuff?
2: I actually have a little Nessie in my books. Oh. I, I threw, yeah, I pull, yeah, I, I, you know, got a little Nessie in there. Uh, I, I write fantasy and I write the Birth of the Face series published by Four Horsemen Publications. If I could wink, I'd wink right now, but I can't. So, yes, I have, yeah, wink, wink, wink. This the is Face. how
0: Erica turns mm-hmm. it back to her. I. See. Yeah, did
2: you see how I did that? Yes she's yeah. trained me well wink wink again uh but yes and you can find me on instagram at birth of the fay underscore novel and you can go to my website at birth of the fay.com.
1: very cool. cool very cool and so you get to find out from reading our series where nessie appears in her book so we're not going to give it away
2: no and, we're not you have to it, read you have to read and find no,
1: out fan right. of nessie thank you so much for being on this podcast with us this
2: was so much fun Thank you for having me, and we'll—I'll give you all the updates on Nessie when I find them.
0: Yes, Yes. yes, we do. We do absolutely. And uh, again, uh, we recommend everybody. If you really are a uh, Nessie fan, you can also reach out to uh, the International Drakontology Alliance. It's on Facebook, and uh, that's where, if you are a true fan, you can help fund expeditions. They are currently funding expeditions looking for Champ uh and uh i know nessie is on their radar and uh i believe bessie and chessie which if you don't know who they are go there and find out so you know (laughs) and we may talk about them in future episodes so
1: well we'll throw the link in the show notes see that's mark's cue to throw the link in the show notes yep yep. we have them but um no this has been so much fun mark
0: take it away All right. And we're going to let Destiny Beard play us out as always. And thank you all so much for joining us. Keep watching the rivers. Keep watching the skies. And until next time, see you on the other side.